Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And here at FCBC, how do we say it, family? We live, we love, we God bless you. Listen, I want to turn to a passage of Scripture today uh, in Proverbs, one verse, Proverbs 15, verse 4, and I'm reading in the Message Bible, Proverbs 15 and 4 in the Message Bible, and it is appropriate given the theme today, speak truth, speak power, speak life, speak easy. Amen? Here it is. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. Say it again. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. Amen? Do me a favor, take your seat. I want to preach this morning from this title. Makes sense. Speak easy. Speak easy. Kind words help and heal. Cutting words wound and maim. There was a young boy who had a problem with his temper. And one day, as he was dealing with his temper, his father gave him an assignment. He said, every time you lose your temper, I want you to take these nails. The father had given him a bag of nails. And he said, every time you lose your temper, I want you to nail a nail into the fence in the back. And so on that first day with the bag of nails, the young boy ended up nailing 37 nails into the fence. 37 times he lost his temper. But when he saw those nails that he had nailed into the fence, day by day, those nails lessened because he was becoming more cognizant, not only of the temper, but often when he lost his temper, the wrong words came out of his mouth. After some weeks, the nails that were nailed were no more there. There were many on the fence, but he had stopped losing his temper. He didn't have to nail any more nails. He went with pride to his father and said, Dad, I I don't lose my temper anymore. The father said, okay, let me give you another assignment. For every day you don't lose your temper, remove a nail. And so the young boy, every day that he didn't lose his temper, removed a nail to the point where after several months, all the nails were gone. He came back to his father and told him, Daddy, all the nails are gone now. I'm different. I've changed. I no longer lose my temper. There are no more nails on the fence. The father said, come with me. They went back to the fence, and the boy thought his father wanted him to really see that there were no more nails. No, the father said, look, because there's still holes in the fence. He said, remember this, you can no longer lose your temper. You can no longer speak those 
maiming and wounding words. But there always be holes from where that temper was lost. Scars for every time you've lost your temper. We often forget that what comes out of our mouth has great power. We, we think somehow that once we've said certain things or once we've declared certain things or even when we've, after saying them, well, apologize. And even when the person who's been the object of our anger, our frustration has accepted the apology, we forget there's still scars left. There's still wounds there. And those scars become the reminder of the infraction of the pain that was experienced. All because we at times forget about the power of our words and how our words make manifest certain moments in life. I was listening uh, this morning, in fact, to some teachings from Wayne Dyer, and he was talking about I am, and it immediately resonated with me as I think about our theme for the year, I am ready. And in fact, all of our affirmations over the years begin with I am, I am the embodiment of infinite possibilities. I am the dawn in the dark. I am powerful, unshakable, adaptable. I am the beloved of God. And, and he was saying how when God called Moses, Moses said, here I am. And then when Moses was being told by God to go back to Pharaoh to seek liberation for the Israelites, when Moses in his fear said, what if I go and they don't believe me? What if I tell the people that you sent me? Who should I tell them sent me? And, and God said, I am that I am. And in that very moment, it was linked that when Moses declared, I am, whenever you declare, I am, I am ready, I am strong, I am powerful, I am beautiful, you are declaring that the divinity within you is being activated. That that I am, that is God, when you declare, I am, you are in alignment with that which is God in you. So that every time you say, I am, whatever comes next, it is not only a statement about you, but it is a statement about God. And how God is moving in you. Again, your words have power. That what you speak and what you bring into existence can give life or it can maim and wound. And you have to make a decision every time you open your mouth. Will these words heal and help or will these words wound and maim? One of the greatest signs of spiritual maturity is when people confront you or rather meet you and they don't meet your words they meet your silence it's a great sign of spiritual maturity Rumi said that silence is the language of God and all else is poor translation that every time you try to speak and open your mouth the truth is it is a poor translation because nothing you ever say can fully communicate what you feel within they are tense at trying to get in how do you fully explain with words when you feel beautiful how do you fully explain with words when you feel powerful? Well, how do you also fully explain with words when you feel damaged and wounded? Those words can never capture the fullness of the feelings and the emotions that you may experience or feel on the inside. Why? Because words may be helpful, but they're inadequate, but they can also be dangerous. It can be quite dangerous. And that's the real challenge today. How do you speak? This is why I'm convinced the Dream Center chose this theme, because dreams that come to fruition often begin 
Well, first in your mind and then in your words. The truth is what we speak again is a manifestation of what's in our minds, which may be the reason why we become so damaging with our words. Healed people, heal people. Wounded people, wound people. So that the key to transforming how you speak and often how you think is a commitment to the healing that you may be in need of. And it's amazing how often people are committed to things other than their healing. Because it's one thing to recognize the damage. And can I tell you something? There's a world of difference between recognizing damage and pain and then being committed to the healing. Okay, let me try it another way. You see, when you live in the damage and the pain, that means that if you live in that damage and pain without a commitment to being healed and health, that means even when you try to be your best, that deep-seated damage and pain will manifest itself in the way you think and the way you speak. And pretty soon, the unreconciled, unhealed wounds and damage that you've experienced manifest themselves constantly in what you say or even how you speak to people. And so here it is, when you refuse to allow the healing to that is necessary for your wholeness to be made manifest in your life. No matter how nice you may appear, there may be a day where there'll be some fault line in your personality where the wounding words will be in alignment with the wound that is within. And pretty soon, the wound that is within and the damage within has more power over you if you begin to make it manifest in the way you think and in the way you speak. And pretty soon, we then become the recipients of that, un well, that inability to experience healing. It comes out in how you speak to people. Again, on your best days, you speak words that heal and help. But then on those other days, you speak words that wound and maim. I heard this again. Words are often, well, well, can I tell you? Words are like, uh, Deacon King, snake bites. I heard this. Snake bites don't kill you. Snake bite never kills you. It's the venom that runs through you. After the bite, your words are like that. It's not the words that do the damage or do the hurt. It's the venom that is left behind that runs through people that causes deep pain and deep anguish. That's why when you speak oftentimes, again, it has the power to heal and maim. And well, here it is. What will be your choice? What if you recognize that every time you open your mouth, you are a healer or wounder? What, what will you do when you think about it? every time you speak, you have that capacity? So now here it is, and I'll be done because we got to go today. Think about the areas in which you speak. You speak, well, primarily to yourself. Can I help you? Your greatest conversation partner through all your days will be you. You do not speak to anyone else more than you speak and talk to yourself. I don't care how loquacious you may be. That's a big word for talkative. I don't care how talkative you are. I don't care, you know, because I was one of them kids. My mother tell you, I got in trouble all the time in school for talking too much. That No matter how good the grades were as a little kid, all A's, but then the teacher had to write, but Michael talks too much. I would get in trouble for the talking too much. And the grades all of a sudden didn't matter. It was the talking too much. And I, you know, my mother would be like, stop talking so much. I couldn't help it. It was hard for me not to make commentary on everyday life. 
Your greatest conversation partner is you. And oftentimes, how we undermine our greatest possibilities is the whispers we make to ourselves. And sometimes, not only the whispers, but the silent conversation that no one else hears but you. And sometimes those silent conversations that no one else hears but you. And if those silent conversations are connected to damage and woundedness, that means that your damaging words and your wounding words are directed towards yourself. That then no one else has to be the one to sabotage your possibility because you're busy what? Talking to yourself. And if you're busy talking to yourself, then it really becomes paramount what you say. I know you want to blame other people for the way you may feel about yourself on the days you don't feel so good. But remember, nobody else spoke to you on that day more than you. So what are you going to say? How are you going to speak? Will you reaffirm that negativity that may be in you when you talk to you? Because I can tell you from firsthand experience, ain't nobody better at tearing me up but me. You want to hear somebody talk bad about me? Get in my head every now and again. No one can out-talk you but you. In fact, your words are so powerful that you whisper in your own head that even when the evidence says everything is good, those whispering words will create a different environment. And those same whispering words can also, though, give life to you. When you learn the capacity to be gentle with you and patient with you and kind to you and begin to speak words to yourself that give life to you, it can change your day. You make that decision every day. Have you ever had that day when you got up and all of a sudden you didn't even know how you did it? You were flooding your mind with beautiful thoughts. Maybe it was some song that aided you or some beautiful memory. And all of a sudden your day was bright and you started moving differently and people started seeing. They started saying things like, "You, what's wrong? Pause. Isn't that deep? When you okay, folk would be like, what's wrong when all of a sudden you smile too much and you walk around here happy you walk in the office you walk into school and people looking at you strange and then you be like and you're good and you're wondering what's going on and they say why are you so happy today now instead of looking at them and saying listen don't worry about my joy which you should ask yourself first before you begin to lash out and say what is it about me that makes my joy such a surprise That when people see me happy, they're in shock. What have they been witnessing all this time? When they're astounded by your peace. What have you been demonstrating, giving, that people are surprised when you feel good? You have a decision. I'm going to keep saying it every day. Heal and help. A wound and may. Well, it's not just yourself. Unfortunately, we well, fortunately, we are social beings and we live in community. So it is then hard to be a certain way with yourself and not be the same way with others. I know some of us, we can pretend really well. I know. I, I, I know great pretenders. We can pretend and we can we can smile and act as though everything is okay and we put on the mask and we put on these disguises because we are committed every day. Can you imagine being committed every day to not healing the pain but disguising the despair? 
And so you try to disguise it. You try to convince yourself, if I put a smile on it, then it will go away. And the truth is, putting a smile on it, if there's no commitment to healing it, is pretentious at best. And so here it is. That means no matter how you put a smile on it, it that is inside that may be reflection of the damage and wound will come out towards others. That's why you got to be mindful, not only how you damage you, but how you damage others. Because remember the holes in the fence, remember the venom running through, which you say you can't take back. It can be forgiven, but never forgotten. And then people must live in the aftermath of your damage. How you speak to yourself and how you speak to others is critical. But you must ask yourself this thing. How will I live my days now that I know my words have power? You always knew it anyway. You just didn't act like it. You knew how powerful your words are. You know how powerful your words are. You just don't always pay attention to it because you think it's okay to be reckless with your words. You know they're powerful. You know when you said that thing that it would hurt. You know when you said that thing it would wound. You knew what it was when you said it, but you couldn't reel it back in. Remember, once it leaves you, it can't be pulled back in. Once they get away from you, they can't be pulled back in. Can I tell you something? You know the old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Can I say it like a church folk? That's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie. You know why? If you throw a stone at me, you may even break my hand. Go to Harlem Hospital. They'll fix it. I'm good in a few weeks. But what you said to me will linger for a lifetime. There are many things about high school I don't remember. Many days I can't remember. Actions I can't remember in high school. Things I did I can't remember. Places I went I can't remember. But I remember the guidance counselor's words who told me I was in college material. Over 35 years ago, and those words still live in me. I don't even know where he is. I don't even know if he even remembers me. But his words still live. Why? Because words have a lifespan that outlive the sayer of the words. So that's why you have to be mindful, because your words will outlive you. And people will remember you by those words. So your legacy is not just in the people you invest in, but the words you declare. There are people now who come to me and say, Pastor Mike, you said such and such on this one sermon, and it changed my life. And I sit there like, really? I don't remember it in my mind, but it did something. Those words even outlive my remembrance of the word. You are a powerful human being, magnificent in your making. You're too beautiful to be reckless with words. You're too amazing to not be mindful of what you say. Too much is riding on what comes out of your mouth. Somebody's sanity is on the other end of your sentences. 
Somebody's well-being is on the other end of your words. You can't just say any old thing and think it's acceptable. You've got to understand that, that yes, you can damage, but yes, you can also heal. And the most important person who lives in the memory of your wounding words is you. Speak life. And speak truth. And speak power. And speak easy. Let people remember the majesty of your syntax. Let, let people understand the beauty of your word formation. And if you don't know what to say, can I give you the best advice that any human being will give you in your life? Yes, I said it. I'm going to give you the best advice that any human being can give you. If you don't know what to say, remember this. Pause. Pause. Before you do lifetime damage. Pause. Because just as you can damage you, oh my God, you can also bring life. And so I challenge you today, if there are things you want to see in your life, speak. Come on, you got to work with me today. If you want to see things turn around in your life, speak. Because the transformation you desire will begin with the words that come out of your mouth. Speak joy and speak healing and speak life and speak beauty and speak restoration and speak redemption and speak healing. Speak. Look at your neighbor and tell him, speak. When was the last time you spoke to yourself and you felt better? Tell somebody else again, speak. When was the last time you said words to yourself that lifted you from your despair? Tell somebody again, speak. Because your life depends on what comes out of your mouth. Speak. And I tell you this. When you speak, the universe will start shifting. And all of a sudden, those words you spoke start falling in alignment with the structure of the very world around you. And pretty soon the things you spoke start coming alive. And, and when they begin to come alive, and I don't mean those things that damage because those things can come alive. I mean when you speak life and the world around you starts to conspire with your words to bring about this great manifestation of God's majesty in your life. Don't be surprised when things start coming together, when things start happening, when things start manifesting. Don't be surprised. And it's not arrogant when people say, how do you feel that all these things are happening for you in the good? And don't say the crazy thing. Oh, you know, I'm just I don't know it. No. Tell them I saw it was going to happen because I spoke it before. And if I spoke it, it will come alive. Is there anybody here today who's ready to speak the life that you desire and speak the joy that you want and speak the peace that you need? You speak easy. And the universe has to fall in line. Remember this. Stand on your feet, beloved.
Remember this. I know it is ancient myth on some levels. But the scriptures give us a great lesson. God created when the word was spoken. We live in our heads so often and we say, you know, I can't. I'm not able to. I won't. But boy, when you say I am. Be careful what comes after that. Because once you speak it, the universe starts to align with it. So if you say things like, I am not enough. Universe, I remember reading, said the universe is neutral. It waits for you. If you start saying, I am unworthy. Or I am bad. The universe will fall in alignment with your words. But when you start saying, I am powerful and I am unshakable or really be audacious, I am the embodiment of infinite possibility. Or then get really radical and you stand right where you are and you think of all the things you put into the universe that you've wanted to see in your life. Think about it right now. Think about it. I want you to do this, a quick exercise. All the powerful things you've spoken into the universe that you've wanted to see. Don't let it go right now. Don't let it go. You've whispered negativity. Now whisper those things into your spirit. Now whisper, whisper. Those things you've desired to see that you've wanted to see be made manifest in your life. Whisper it right now. Whatever that is. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Be audacious. Don't whisper stuff you can do already. Whisper things that terrify you. That are so grand and so powerful that they make you uneasy. Whisper those things. The things you think that you're not capable of doing or things you think are impossible. Whisper those things to your spirit. Come on, just close your eyes. I need you to just do this exercise. Just close your eyes and just right now, whisper those things into your spirit. Remember, I don't care how old you are. It's never too old to speak. I don't care how young you are. It's never too young to prophesy. Speak. Just keep those eyes closed just for a second, just for a second. Now, now, now. Open them slowly. Now, sometimes in order to get to the place where you catch up with your words, you have to look past what's in front of you. I'm in front of you right now. Look past me and tell me, what do you see? I am ready. I am ready for everything I just whispered. I am ready for all the joy that is there for me. I am ready. Ready to see the shifting in my life. Ready for the new day. Ready for the new me. I am ready. You fell into the trap. Because you might not feel you ready. Problem is you spoke it. 
and now it shall be. Come on, join me in prayer. God, thank you today for the reminder, oh God, of who we are called to be. Lord, we love you so much and we're so grateful on this day. We thank you, oh God, for how, how you continually pour into us in such ways that you demonstrate how powerful we are. Today, oh God, as we celebrate 10 years of dreaming, these 10 years of dreaming started with one day of speaking. This was spoken 10 years ago. And here we are living in the remnants of that spoken word. Thank you, God. Sometimes, Lord, we forget we're superheroes. We can make manifest what we think and what we say. That's our superpower, God. We can make what we say come alive. Help us to never forget that power we all possess. God, we can speak words that wound and maim. We can speak words that heal and help. God, we will be mindful of our words. And before we even speak, we will pause. And then, oh God, there'll be those moments where we say nothing. Not because we don't have words to say, but because we realize silence is your language. God, thank you. Thank you, God. For this beautiful reminder today, we honor you and we lift you up, O oh Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the Internet at FCBCNYC.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.